Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super pumped to be with you this week. We have some exciting news that we want to share about our lives, especially Dan's. We got some logo talk that we need to talk about. We have some exciting football news, some basketball news, and we're going to be talking about some superlatives, or Mm. superlatives as the rich call it. Before we get into the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our Instagram and Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod. Make sure you give us a follow. Make sure you're downloading the episode and sharing it with your friends. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. No Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over your death, right? Let's back this booler. Yeah! Let's go wild, let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Hello listeners and welcome in to not just any podcast. No, no, no. The Royal Strong and True Podcast. The. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Folks, I'm going to need y'all to get three things for me, okay? All right. What three things do we need, Dan? Yeah, tell me, today? tell me. You might notice a theme here. Okay. Okay. First is Lemon Pledge. Oh. I mean, do you remember that stuff? Is I, it like the wood cleaner? Cleaning supply with a very artificial lemon scent. Okay. Gotta love Was it. it strong? Not even close to a lemon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but some lemon candies remind me of it. Okay. I've okay. been ruined. It's kind of like watermelon Jolly Ranchers. They don't yeah. taste like yeah. watermelon. But watermelon like, doesn't have like a flavor, but candy wants you to believe it does. Candy yeah. watermelon is not watermelon. Yeah. We have a watermelon sitting right in front of us on the table. Make sure you just like bake it in sugar and taste it. Maybe it does taste like yeah, watermelon. Yeah, that's true. Um, next thing you're going to need is Lysol. Classic. Wipes or spray? Mm. Uh, spray. Okay, spray. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. We're going liquids only. Anti-COVID. Airport security over here. Uh, lastly, Mr. Clean. Mr. <laughs> clean. People forget about Mr. Clean, but he is still kicking, still clean. Have you guys seen that commercial with him lately where he's like dancing and he's like shaking his butt all over the screen? No, I did not know they still did Mr. Clean commercials. I feel like I have seen the They do do Mr. Clean commercials. That is something that I will need to look up. This yeah. is incredible you podcasting we're doing right now. <laughs> Um, the reason why I need these things is because of for to do housekeeping. Housekeeping time, baby. Um, so what's new with all of y'all? Anything going on? Summertime. Uh, I yeah. entered a golf tournament with my dad. No, oh. it was a golf tournament. <laughs> yeah. We it was a surprise. We played best ball. We got two over, which I was very proud. I mean. Never golfed that good. Two over is incredible. I probably will never do it again. That's very respectable. It was. We played like probably the best golf my dad has ever played. Like he was on fire. Shout out to Kevin. I was just there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, the winners were seventeen under par. So we're a little bit outclassed. Seventeen under. That's like Ryan Fitzpatrick out here. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever his first name is, Justin. But I did beat. They had like little like things at a couple of different holes. 
where you could like win awards and stuff like raffle tickets. Okay. And there was this girl. Her name is May Brennan. You can look her up on Instagram. She's like a golf influencer. She played for Dixie State. She won Holy Moly season two. Oh, Holy Moly! Yeah, incredible right. show That's hosted by Steph Curry. Curry. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. So we get up there. The group in front of us. Sorry. Quick story time, by the mm-hmm. way. We get up we there. Love it. This girl. She's like got her own bag, you know, like she's all dicked out. Own Obvious. golf bag? No way. Yeah, with like her name on it and oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's very like you can tell she's a golfer, right? Okay. She gets up there. The group in front of us, the the little bit they're doing is like if you pay so much money, if you donate this much money to the charity or whatever, you know, the cause, then you get to choose the golf ball I hit. And then mm. if like the girl, right? And if she hits it closer to the pin than you do, it's par three, then you don't get any of the raffle tickets, but if you beat her, then you get like a bunch of raffle tickets for a prize. Okay. Okay. We get up there. The group in front of us chooses her putter. And let me just explain the hole. It's probably like a 150 foot drop, wow. like 150 yards out. So it's like basically you're on top of a cliff and you're just hitting down on this little green, right? She gets her putter out, tees it up, boom, on the green. No <laughs> Are you kidding me? With a putter? Yeah, with a putter. And, like, the, none of the guys even got it on the green. <laughs> so she beats him. Then me and my dad get up there. We're, like, talking to him. My dad's like, you know what? We'll do it, right? And she's like, all right, what club do you want me to use? And my dad's like, well, I don't, like, if if we beat you, I don't want it to be because you used a putter or something, you know? Oh. I want it to be because we beat you, you know? For so my real. dad's like, all right, whatever club you choose. She, like, picks some, picks some wedge, hits it. On the green, really good shot, right? And then I get up there. I'm like, oh, all the pressure in the world, right? Get up there, grab my little nine iron, boom, nail the best shot all day. <laughs> it was like 10 feet closer than hers. We got the raffle tickets. I ended up winning a $30 uh, gift card to a random bookstore in downtown Salt Lake. So hey. it was a good day. Okay. I'd be a professional golfer. Some and that's all I can ask for. Yeah. Golf clap for Jared golf beating clap. a golf influencer. Sorry, that's a long story with really no payoff, but that's what's going <laughs> hey, $30 on. $30 at a random Salt Lake bookstore? Are you kidding me? Hey, Kinley that's loves like, vintage books, like, you know, with the cool cover and stuff, so. Yeah. So Scary. that's a payoff. Knowledge yeah. is power, y'all. Yeah. Mm. Let's see. This week I went to Home Depot, mm. bought a oh, fire pit, classic. built it, and now it. I'm having some fires in the, my backyard. So Built different. That's what I'm up to. That's a real man move. That is. Uh, as for me, what day is it? It Monday, is Monday, Tuesday. June 20th. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday for the listeners. Tuesday. Tuesday for the listeners. I took the MCAT on Saturday. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Glad to have that over with. Let's go! Um, the last Dance a free man! The last few weeks I've applied to medical schools, including notable football powerhouses, <laughs> such as... Uh, Duke, mm. oh, yep. Power Temple, House. Temple, Ooh, football the Owls, well, Northwestern, <laughs> um, Rutgers, Ooh. in a Rutgers. Where else? Where else? There's some gems. Birthplace of college. UConn. Oh, Ever yeah. heard of them? Yep. Uh, Vanderbilt. D1. And along the same. D1. <laughs> <laughs> along the same vein, Michigan. Boo. So, it's kind of just in the mix with Vanderbilt and UConn. Yeah, yeah. those are all basically the same level. Nice, Dan. Yeah. How are you feeling these days? I feel good. I'm not done yet because they'll send me more essays to do and stuff, but... You have to, like... No, I'm making tangible progress now. Let's go, dude. It's definitely good. 
That's awesome. Shout out to Dan. So, busy summer. That's crazy. Busy. So when do you think you'll start interviewing for med schools and stuff? Mm, maybe like October-ish. Maybe. It's coming up. Yeah. You can like fly out and see the campus and stuff. I don't yeah. know. Official some, visit? Some of them will be on Zoom. <laughs> I don't know how many will choose to end the Zoom interviews, but... Yeah. That's we'll true. See. You gotta we'll fly out to them and like make it an unofficial visit and see if you can like get in the football pads, <laughs> like that take pictures in all the uniforms. Yeah, we'll post it. We'll post it all over Instagram. Unofficial visit. Plus to receive an offer Rutgers. from Temple University. <laughs> Dan's like at the bookstore with like a Rutgers shirt on, doing a little Eisman pose. Yeah, that's amazing, Dan. Congrats, Scarlet Knights. Congratulations, Dan. Yeah. That's beautiful. Hopefully I get in somewhere. Oh, yes. oh, you'll get in everywhere. You will. Everywhere. Nice. Daniel is the brightest young boy I've ever met. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the truth. Good one. We got some exciting news that we got to share here on the podcast. As you probably saw when you opened up this episode, mm-hmm. we have a new logo that we are debuting. Thank made, you, Justin. <laughs> made by yours yes. truly. Now it does not contain any images that I pulled off of the internet, so nice. we are not in any trouble for any litigation. No so trouble with IP the law. safe. We are absolutely safe. Intellectual property is all ours. So shout out to that. We're really excited to share it with you guys, and we're really excited to keep going on with the show and seeing where it goes with this beautiful community that you have created. Speaking of community, wow. well said. Mm-hmm. The community of the United States Mm. had a moral victory in their (laughs) 1-1 draw with El Salvador last week. Now, just to set the stage, imagine there is no stage. Imagine Uh there's barely any grass at all. It's all mud. It's been raining for days. For days. For days. It was the soggiest pitch I've seen in a very long time. Since probably my first year playing lacrosse with Dan, we went out to Box Elder. Box Elder? Do you remember that? We got like hit by the train for an hour. Oh yeah. I and then the, it was so muddy. You like step and your whole cleat just goes yeah. in the mud. Oh man. Mud bowl. Yucko. Anyway, El Salvador was so chippy. They played extremely chippy. Mm. They had a super super lucky goal that. That was ridiculous. It was. It didn't even look like a shot. Like it looked like a yeah. cross gone wrong. The the guy said after the game. He said he was trying to cross it, but it just snuck in. He like hit it wrong, and it didn't move the way it was supposed to, and the keeper got caught off guard and just went in. Yeah, it was crazy. Very lucky. Very extremely lucky. And like we were fighting back the whole time. Uh, Jordan Morris and Luca De La Torre. Mm. De La Torre? De La Torre. Jordan Morris, glad to, glad to see him coming back. He's alive. He's, he's good. And then Luca De La Torre has been playing really well these last couple games. I love him. Um, but they came on as lay subs, and Luca put in a beautiful cross to Jordan Morris, hit it in the goal, 1-1. We came out not victorious, but overcoming all of that like chippiness and the weather, it was awesome for me. It put a lot of faith in into me in our young bo- our young guns that aren't like Pulisic and Dest and McKinney because we saw a lot of the other guys. Like Morris De La Torre and Musa, for example, who's got freaking Musa wheels. Musa is a beast. But it, it put a lot of faith. Uh, I, I got a lot of faith in our squad, especially the non-stars and the role players. Yeah, it was like, for Jared, it seemed like it was the youth conference of his football faith, you might say. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what? 
I um, like that. That's, yeah. So, decent. as Jared said, it was a tie, and a draw. A draw. You know, draw. you know how we Americans are with with our draws. You know, it's not something we, we hate them. We are privy to, <laughs> usually. But I think this was a great result. The score aside, because of the things like you said. It was a very concacaf game, which, for those of you who don't know, our region in the FIFA is North and Central America. Which includes islands. Yeah. It includes teams like Granada. Grenada. Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> the Bahamas. Mexico. And then there were a lot more, plus Guatemala the U.S. and Canada, also, yeah. which are, you know. So... A lot of chippy games, a lot of flopping, a lot of terrible fields. <laughs> a lot of horrible refereeing. Bad refs. Like, lets it get out of control, and yeah. the USA guy, like, taps a guy, and he's like, red card! Exactly. <laughs> there were two red cards in this game. Oh, but, man. yeah. Like I was saying, it was a great result. It, I think it showed a lot of our players, our mindset, um, determination, stuff like that, to put our noses down and get the tie after going down in a fluke-like manner. Yes. Solid, solid game. Yeah, solid. Not a big soccer guy myself, but uh, yeah, I believe that we will win. I believe, I believe that, that we will win. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> well said. Uh, last thing about our fabled proper football is our old friends, Real Salt Lake. Real? Uh, I don't know what that means. But real, yes, real. I know they're real. They're sending opponents reeling. Oh, okay. They played Real Madrid once. Um, so they're back from their international break. Good. <laughs> they played San Jose, I think. Mm. Yeah, 2-0. San, yeah, San Jose. That's, that's A 2-0 dub. Ooh. Um, yeah. Good win. They're, their team's playing well. Their defenders have scored more than their forwards. Interesting. Oh. Which might be problematic, except we're second in the West, and... Not problematic. With this team, the ceiling is the roof. Sweet. Isn't the ceiling always the roof, <laughs> I guess we're just... I know, that's what they say. We're taking out the, the attic and the insulation, The roof is the ceiling? I don't know what's better. Okay, yeah. Uh, sure. There's no rafters in here, baby. Nope. All right. Log so cabin style. Second in the West. Speaking of second place finishes, let's talk about the Boston Celtics. (laughs) Because they took a fat L to the Golden State Warriors. Jason Tatum forgot how to play basketball. He probably did have over 10 assists, though. To the Warriors, because he was turning the ball over like crazy. Shout out to the Golden State Warriors. They just had their parade today, Monday, you know, so yesterday for the listeners. Uh, Clay Thompson tripped and basically decked a forty-year-old lady. So what? That fun stuff. He Assault. also he also dropped one of his championship rings in the middle of the street. So <laughs> shout out to Clay Thompson. Was it actually Clay Thompson or was it? Ooh, oh, was it fake Clay Thompson? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question, Dan. The imposter's mm-hmm. out here throwing rings around and tackling old ladies. <laughs> He's out for his image. Sorry, not old ladies, mommy, not old. Exactly. No, <laughs> one more thing in basketball news. Aircraft carrier games are back, baby! Let's go! Maybe. Oh. Gonzaga and Michigan State, I hate Gonzaga, but this is a good thing they're doing, mm. are in the process of trying to schedule an aircraft carrier game for this year. There's a lot of red tape you have to go through with this, but they're trying to get it scheduled, which is a good sign for college basketball. That's crazy. Respect. Can you imagine how much event planning goes into that? Like, 
weather conditions, making sure that the tide's right, that there's no mist on the court. Like, how do you do that? I, you that's don't. insane. Do you remember the, the reason they got rid of the aircraft carrier games in the first place is because there was so much mist on the court Slippery and people were slipping. Yeah, how do you fix that? You just, Oh, I know what they do. Heaters under the floor. I was going to say just play on the aircraft carrier. Yeah, you don't no need hardwood. Wood. No you wood. Hard just wood. straight up metal. Spray paint it. On the like, yeah. On those Go playground stuff. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I'm actually in favor of doing like that kind of like exhibition tournaments at the beginning of the year. Like oh, you wait. go to San Diego or Hawaii and you just play on like an outdoor sport court. Yeah. Outdoor. That would be sick. Sand. I had another oh. thought. You know those church buildings with the carpet? Just oh, the yeah. carpet floors? We could do some carpet exhibition games. Heck yeah, baby. Why not? Just like go through, they just have like a terrain, the terrain tournament. Just they like just in play tennis. All these different, yeah. Okay. Why not the clay, a clay court? Clay, grass. Clay. Why don't we just, if we're going to do a slippery aircraft carrier, why don't we just play a game on the ice? Well, let's think, what, what other ones can we play? Uh, Grass. Grass. Yeah. Grass is good. Grass. You can do like a dirt one, like dirt. third world soccer kind of, you know? Concrete. Like asphalt. Asphalt. Okay. Ice. There's all sorts. Oh, ice. Ice. Ice uh, would be fun. Uh, what if we just straight up had like a pool basketball game? Pool and it like basketball. actually counted for like their record. <laughs> like they were like in a pool. That so they basically just play water polo? Yes. <laughs> Why not? With one basket only. Pool <laughs> basketball and one basket. But they can touch the ground. So that's the, that's okay. the only difference between yeah, yeah, water yeah. polo and pool basket. Yeah, water polo water gasoline. <laughs> and then you set it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right, I think we're getting on. a little bit out of hand. <laughs> moving on. <clears throat> um, NCAA 23. Okay, technically not NCAA 23. EA Sports College Football. 2023 really? is on schedule for release in July of 2023. That's probably the best news I have heard in years. That is heartwarming. That is heartwarming. Heartwarming. Um, good to know that's on schedule. Uh, it's, it seems like they have different tiers for schools, and depending on what tier your school falls into, that's how much money gets allotted to that school, mm, okay. and then to the players. I, I don't really know how it's going to work. Yeah. It wasn't very clear. What was clear is that they are asking schools for stadium chants, songs, and traditions that they want to include in the new game. Uh, I, I heard, I think it was an EA Sports official that was saying that the unique thing about college football is the atmosphere and the yeah, traditions. That's definitely. what sets it apart. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's what they want to sell in the new game, is put a focus on those, which makes me really happy. Yeah. So now, here's the question I ask you guys. What are some traditions that they need to include for BYU, specifically? Mm. There's one that we collectively as a podcast have always talked about, and yeah. that is The Rock singing the fight song completely off beat <laughs> oh, yeah. at different paces <laughs> while simultaneously somehow clapping to a different beat yeah. than what they're singing the fight song. Different than the marching band, different than everything. So, so that's got to be included. so funny you score touchdown and then it's, it's like... <laughs> I think it'd be great if they included, you know, for BYU home games at least, mm -hmm. the opening prayer yes. before the game. Yes, that's a good one. That was okay. thoughtful of them. A few, like, pre-recorded prayers that they just, like... <laughs> that would be so funny. It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Um, I like the power with the student section. Yeah, the student have section. to include that. Yeah. That's iconic. And then the other one that came to mind was the, like, third quarter to fourth quarter break. Where Cosmo does the horrible impersonation 
of like the Norse boom boom. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he does it like doom doom. He does it like three times. <laughs> <laughs> then it's over. Um that's, but the, you know how they like run out with the flags, they got like the sparklers on the end. Yeah. I think that would be pretty that sick. That would be yeah. pretty with sick. With the tarps that come the down. Tarps over yeah. the student section. That's good. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. There's right. some good things they could do. Let's do that. So now we do have to recognize Father's Day past. So a happy yes, Father's Day to all the fathers that are listening to this podcast. And also a happy Juneteenth as well. Yeah, yeah Juneteenth. Um, but we will have to Observed. wish... Observed. Dan, I think you're going to have to wish me a very special Father's Day. Because so? um, the New Orleans Breakers mm-hmm. played the Houston Gamblers in a meaningless game in the end, in the, <laughs> at the end of the USFL season. Uh-oh. And the Gamblers won 27-3. Well, we were just resting our starters, you know? <laughs> so you're going to have to for the wish a happy Father's Day to the Gamblers. Shout out to the Gamblers. Won the first game. Won the last two. The last two against two playoff teams. So you can tout that. Yeah, that's that's a moral victory if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Oh, and also shout out to, um, who was it, the Generals? No, sorry, the Panthers. The okay. Panthers who won the last place game. Ooh. So in the USFL, right, the, the last... The bottom two teams in the league play each other, and the winner of that game gets the first pick of the draft. Yeah. Not only that, they get the first pick in every round of the draft. Oh, that's so, awesome. Okay. The, Pan- yeah. the Michigan Panthers are now getting every pick. So it, it's every single pick in the draft. Yeah, every single pick. That's right. Every, <laughs> every first pick. They play for the whole draft. <laughs> the whole draft. Only the Panthers can draft this next Only week. the Panthers. No, I, I really like that, though, because then it adds like at least some aspect of competition to the meaningless games. It does. Uh, the USFL playoffs start this Saturday. Mm. we got to get together and watch some of that. I may just watch my first Breakers game. <laughs> we'll see. They play the Stallions at 6 on NBC. Sweet. Dan is a hot commodity these days after finishing the M guy. You really have to <laughs> yeah. earn his fandom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see we'll see if I can pay them a visit. Like when Donovan Mitchell came to mm. that Tim Few versus Wasatch Academy game. Yes. That's what how it'll be like for me. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Same magnitude. The exact same situation. <laughs> um but okay, let's transfer into a little bit. Oh, get it? Transfer? No. Oh, transfer? Oh. Transfer into... Foreshadowing. A, into a little bit more BYU-centric news. BYU basketball announced the commitment of Jackson. Son. Like you, Jackson. I know you're listening. Oh, Robinson. Jackson Dark. 6'7 guard. That's pretty tall for a guard. 6'7 yeah. guard? That's, that's these. Mm-hmm. Um, out of Arkansas. Mm. Uh, he played for Tamu first. Four-star of high school, by the way. Four-star um, And then transferred to Arkansas. He's only, like, because he graduated early. Yeah. He's only, mm. like, I want to say, like, 19 years he's old 19. right now or something. He's 19, okay. yeah. Okay. And he's got a lot of eligibility left. Uh, he played in 16 games last year for a very good Arkansas team that went to the Elite Eight. Very good. Beat Gonzaga, mind you. That's something that BYU did not do famously last season. <clears throat> You're well aware of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> he averaged 10 minutes, which is surprisingly a lot. Yeah, yeah it's solid. 3.4 points and 1.3 rebounds. So he contributed. He contributed. I'm excited for this guy. I'm excited. Arkansas is no slouch. No, they are not. Nor is Texas A now. No. They may not be at the top of the SEC, but they're they a solid program. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a solid player, I think. 
we need guards. Uh, he's not like a point guard, is he? He's more of a no, no. He's more of a shooting guy. guard. Yeah. Either way, yeah. Good get. Now, full disclosure, he did not play great at Texas A&M, okay. and he did not play great at Arkansas. He struggled, and many people think that he even got forced out of Arkansas. Interesting. Mm. Full disclosure there. And previous ESPN Top 100 recruit, four stars. Spin zone, though. Mm. What did Mark Pope do with the last <laughs> ESPN Top... Uh, I guess Alex Marcello was an ESPN Top 100, but four-star guard that was at a big program that ended up transferring into BYU because he struggled at that other program. He Mark. turned Alex Barcelo into a freaking superstar. The best so. shooter in in the nation. Barcello. So there's like your little spin zone. You might want to think about that one. There's a precedent. There is precedent. Mark Pulp knows what he's doing. Mark Pulp? Pulp? Yep. Mark I like Pulp that. Mark Pulp. <laughs> Mark, all right. I said what Mark I said. Pulp. It's sticking. Um, a, a little bit nugget. A, a little nugget. A little <laughs> bit nugget. Let's get a little bit nugget. A little bit nuggety. Okay, Carmelo. <laughs> no, that's thuggets. Remind you. Um, nugget about Mark Pulp's newest transfer. He did not miss a free throw last year. At all. Never. All season? All season. He only took three, but he <laughs> made all three of them. Let's go. That's 100%, baby. That's, that's what we sure like is. to see. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's good. I'm, I'll take it. Yeah. I, I still think we need more big men. Um, like an experienced big man, but I will take anything yeah. we can get. We did have a visit from a Detroit Mercy transfer, 6'11". Mm-hmm. Not named Antoine Davis. Very good shooter. He actually plays guard at 6'11". What? Who are yeah. all these freaking seven-foot like guards? Chet Holmgren? He's a 6'11 shooter. Wow. <laughs> so, keep an eye out for him. Dude, maybe we'll just like play small ball the entire time and just like put five guys on the three. and then Small ball with a 6'11 guy at the three-point <laughs> line? <laughs> Small yeah, just ball. no center. Just everybody jacks up threes. Small bowl. We'll go back to Dave Rose era. Three YU, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, good stuff for BYU basketball. Excited for the next season. But in the meantime, Mark Pope does have some holes to fill. Yes. And I think he's, you know, it's a good start. It's a good start. Good start. Good start. Good All start. right. No more than that. When we come back from a little break, mm-hmm. we will hit some recent... Um, how would you say it? Torn relationships. I like that, yeah. Disappointment. <clears throat> Disappointment, torn relationships. Heartbreak. We were let down by some heinous crimes of our friend. Yeah, it's, it's straight up 808s and heartbreak, so... Ooh, goat fire. <laughs> You'll find Goated out after out. this. This episode is brought to you by... Peanut Butter Cookies. Have you ever had a cookie... And all you had to make of the cookie was uh, flour, eggs, sugar, peanut butter, no chocolate chips, and a fork. <laughs> well, do I have news for you? Because that's all you need for the greatest cookies in the world, which happened to be what brings you our podcast today. That's peanut butter cookies. Peanut butter. Guys, let's talk. Alright. <clears throat> let's talk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Throwback. Throwback Tuesday. You know, you know. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> 
some peanut butter cookies. Oh no, the microphone picked that up. I don't know. With, with all the laughing, you can probably guess what happened. Wait, we don't know who did it. <laughs> Listeners don't know. Anyway, let we we have to get a little bit somber because we have some beef. Mm. We have had our hearts broken by none other than John Whitaker, <gasps> aka Big Game Boomer, who has committed oh, no. heinous crimes against the Royal Strong and True podcast. Should we just start at the top, shall we? Let's do it. First off, and probably the most heinous, we literally had this man on, yeah. formed a an intimate relationship with him. A lifelong bond. We invited him to hang out with us when he comes to the Baylor game. Exactly. We said we'd buy him a drink. Not yeah. alcoholic, a root of course. beer, a diet yeah. coke or something. Yeah, Doctor Pepper free. keg, caffeine yeah. free, of course. <laughs> uh, and he said the best, the best podcast for every school, mm-hmm. and for BYU, it was not. Bleep! It was not the Royal Strong. It was not podcast. the best podcast for BYU. It wasn't. Let's say that. Everybody listening knows the best BYU podcast <laughs> out there is the Royal Strong and True podcast, exactly. formerly known as the Les Talk Podcast. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Disrespect by our boy John. Uh, I might have to text him. If we do, if we do buy you a drink, I'm gonna charge you half price for that. Thing. Oh shoot! He's gonna Venmo <laughs> request you, John. Yeah. I'm gonna request you. This is like eighty nine cents. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's this other one? He said that the loudest college football stadium in every state. For Utah, it was Utah. Boo! Rice Eccles. Boo! I don't know how that's possible, honestly. Rice Eccles Stadium doesn't even hold as many people as BYU. They yeah. probably had the curtains around the upper bowl. <laughs> <laughs> they hold over 12,000 people less Yep. Than, than BYU. That's ridiculous. Honestly, it was just some absolute don't sell out, usually. Honestly, Big Game Boomer believed some Utah propaganda. Yeah. I remember he reposted a story that... You know, some Utah guy posted, "Oh, Utah sold out. We had fifty-two thousand, whatever. I think that's an. I think that's a record for <laughs> in for sporting record. for sporting event attendance in the state of Utah. In the state of Utah. And Big Game Boomer reposted it. It's like, no, BYU has had more people in their stadium literally every single game this season. Listen, Big Game, Mr. Boomer, we had <laughs> over ten thousand more people than that for Idaho State. Idaho State. Okay." Idaho freaking state. And uh, let me remind you, in any Utah games this year, did a team have four straight false start penalties because they were backed in the student section? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Nope. Obviously, I didn't watch any Utah games this season, but I don't think so. They just played the soft Pac-12 the entire year. Yeah, and their student section is like a third of the size of BYU's, and it's half full usually. Yeah. The, the Mitch, the the mighty Utah sucky section. Mighty oh, Utah student. Amen. Uh, sucky section. Yep. Sucky students. Um, yeah, Mr. Boomer did have us BYU ranked number nine in his preseason rankings. Okay. So thank you for that. We appreciate it, but... We're going to have to cut all ties, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you going know Going forward. I, maybe I'll invite him back onto the podcast and see if he's, like, 
wants to defend himself a little bit. Okay, that's true. Yeah, we can we tear should, him apart. We should give him a chance. It's only fair. Himself. It's only fair. Yeah. Okay. He also he did one for the number like the best atmosphere, college football atmosphere in every state. Atmosphere. And he put BYU. He did put BYU. Atmosphere. So I'm I'm kind of confused because I feel like college football atmosphere is usually associated with like the number of drunk people there are. Tailgating mm. scene, which, as we've discussed on this podcast, sucks nuts. Sucks to be like, so it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to be able to be the number of atmosphere, but not the loudest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need we need to have him on so he can defend and see if we we'll give him his credibility back. Yeah, you know, I think it should be flipped, but oh well. At least he put us at number nine in his preseason rankings. We yes. can give him that. Appreciate yes. that. So now let's talk, now that we've talked a little bit about BYU football, let's actually go into our football talk. We got some things that we need to discuss that Mm. also are a little bit heartbreaking. Do we ever. Our good friend, Emmanuel Lalo Waller. Literally the last person we have ever talked to. Yeah, Yeah, we literally interviewed him last week. Has decided to open up his recruitment and has decommitted from BYU. But I don't think he has ruled out BYU, but it's very sad because he's... He was seriously sitting here recruiting other people to come to BYU as <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't understand what's going on. I think he did transfer high schools. He transferred to a big, prominent high school in Alabama, who yeah, I think I might have talked to him and said, hey, no, open up your recruitment. Let's get some more hype under you. Let's drive up your market value for, I don't know, NIL, for other offers and whatever. Mm-hmm. Since he has reopened his, his commitment, uh, his recruitment, sorry, he has gotten one offer from Arkansas State. I think BYU is a hmm. step up from Arkansas State. Maybe. Yes. But, yeah, I wouldn't like, worry about Arkansas State. <laughs> you never know but. what's going on with him. Like you said, maybe he's looking for that Auburn offer that he always dreamed of. And if he does get it, yeah, I don't blame him, right? If he gets Auburn, take freaking Auburn. Take <laughs> Auburn. <laughs> you got to respect his decision. Yeah. Yep. He's got to do what's best for him. Yeah. Emmanuel Lalo Waller, if you're listening, we love you. We, we still do. love you. We'd love to have you, but... Do what's best for you, honestly. We're just a little bit confused, and that's okay. We just want you to do what's best for you, and we'll f- we will support you 100%. Our hearts will be permanently broken, but just because we love you. you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's normal. Yeah. Not it's out normal. of hate, out of love. It's just normal. Yeah. It's yeah. like Harry Potter. He thinks that all the grief he feels is bad, but really it's good because... Sorry, that's, that's going way okay, off topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Reel it in. Uh, <laughs> um, I, my two cents on this is I hope it's not because of us. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Honestly, yes. Well, he, he messaged us on Instagram afterwards saying it was one of his favorite interviews. Yeah, so. that's fair. That's it's, fair. It, can't be us, right? Yeah. I think Maybe Sauce is like, dude, those guys are weirdos. I can't go there. <laughs> that guy's not 6'4". <laughs> He's not 6'4", 195. I trust these people. Oh, man. And it better not become a curse, either. Like, oh, Corbin no. Green better still no, come here. He he landed in He's Provo in today. Provo. Keep an eye Confirm. out on our Instagram and Twitter at loyal to Royal Pod. Soon we will have a video going up where we complete our challenge with him, the one-on-ones, and see if we can moss him. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I may end up on my butt, but we'll see. Check it out. Um, next up, a little bit interesting very BYU football news. Uh-huh. Um, so they caught some, me off guard. Yes. For sure. Uh, and I think anybody who sees this picture will also be caught off guard. Check out our... We'll post it on Instagram so you guys can talk, see what we're talking about. Yes. Uh, Justin, you're the one with the insider information. Why don't you give us a little rundown on what's going down here? Absolutely. So... Uh, as you may or may not know, I manage a warehouse for BYU Dining Services. 
We cool, carry cool. a lot of stuff for BYU that BYU sells, whatever. Just like anything, right? Just exactly. a bunch of inventory. All you kinds of stuff. It. All kinds of stuff that they sell at the grocery outlets and food that they make for the campus. Anyway, that's besides the point. We get an email, right? We've had these things way up in our racks for years, years and years and years. But they finally decided to sell some BYU-themed salt and pepper shakers at the Creamier on 9th. Now, these are not on the shelves yet. This is insider information from me, and hopefully I don't get fired for sharing it. Exclusive. But they are, to say the very least, disturbing looking. Go on our Instagram right now, at loyal2royalpod. Look at our story and look at these things. They look like... They'll give you nightmares. They look like disturbing garden gnomes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to say That's it. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Or like, I don't know, like German... They look German for some reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love that. Uh, this comes from a professional company, but the footballs are painted weird. The, they have chin straps painted on them that which look, look like, like weird beard chin straps. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Beards allowed here. Don't know what's going on there, but yeah, if you want a BYU-themed salt and pepper shaker, make sure you hit up the Creamery on 9th East. I will say this would be a perfect, perfect, like, white elephant gift. Yeah. This is... <laughs> it was true. made for white elephant parts. Yes, it was. That's a good point. <laughs> and I also should say... If I was going to make a BYU-themed salt and pepper shaker, I might, you know, make a nice you know, wooden thing, you know, cylindrical, regular shape, okay. slap a BYU logo on it. Done. <laughs> or cylindrical? I mean, they already got the smokestacks at the stadium, right? Yeah. Oh, you can make it like that, or maybe like a football thing with oh, the yeah. BYU logo. Yeah. But not these guys. No. <laughs> they went all out. They got the the pepper character wearing the navy uniform, <laughs> the salt guy, all white, decked out. Um, and they're uh, they got the it's quite like, a look. The full length sleeves, oh yeah, with the little marks. They look like they're wearing like lacrosse pads almost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no face mask. Good stuff. Honestly, this, these things will give you nightmares. Yeah. So please just check out our Instagram, and you you will see these things, and you might cringe. Dep- depending on what kind of parent you are. You either hide these from your children or hide them for your children. <laughs> so find, like an elf on the shelf kind of thing, Wise but with words. disturbing pepper shakers. Yeah, you just like put it on their nightstand while they're asleep. Oh my go. gosh, I would have. Honestly, it'd probably be as bad as when you got scared to death when you were sleeping oh, all over no, my house. That, that was, was bad. In California. We're not Jared. going to that dark place. Oh, I forgot about when that. When Dan and I tortured Jared That's with. Hilarious. with that was standing at the edge of the bed. You couldn't even see it. <laughs> All I see these dark shadows that just would attack me. It was horrible. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Let us move into our discussion for today. The steak dinner of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. You might say. You've made it through the entrees, uh, and now we're getting to the big thing. The the one big thing. As what's the Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, Scott Van Pelt. Oh. oh. Yes, also Samsung. <laughs> yes. So, BYU football season is upon us. 80-something um, days. We are... Oh, yeah, that's true. We should have gotten, like, a little countdown. Oh, well. It's in the 70s for week zero. Chain. Okay, for week zero. For week zero, Uh, yes. But in the 80s, probably, for BYU football. Yes, I'll, I'll find out the exact days right now. Okay. Go ahead. So, I'm just going to waste some time for about a minute while Justin looks that up. Um, right now, I'm sitting at a desk with my two buddies, and we're uh, just talking about BYU sports. Great stuff. You know? So what are we going to be talking about? So we'll be talking about the BYU football season. Got it. Okay. How many days? 
68 days, oh, wow. two week zero, 75 till BYU football oh, kicks off. Hey, really? big 75, that's a milestone. Yes, it is. Golden okay. anniversary. Good job, everyone. Less um, than 10 weeks until week zero kicks. Okay, why is 75 golden? Oh, because you don't live to be 100. I mean, you might. I, I don't even know if it is golden. Modern medicine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> with Dan at the helm, um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about some BYU football season superlatives. Super relatives. Or is it superlatives? Superlatives. Yeah. Superlatives, okay. So, I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> Have you really been saying superlatives? Superlatives. There's no way you've been saying superlatives. I think it is. I think it. I think you are right. I think superlatives. Superlatives, superlatives is, is the word. Okay, superlatives. Um, we'll be going through. Uh, for example, this first one is the most important game. Mm. We have each chosen a game, and we'll debate why we are right. Shall we start? Let's go for it. Okay. Shall. So, most important game. I am saying Baylor. Baylor. Now, Baylor. Hear me out. Baylor is the only Big Twelve team on the schedule this year. Fair. Okay. We lost to them handily. Like there was no chance we're winning that game. Yeah. No matter if we're healthy, whatever. Right. It was bad. We got outclassed, out physical, everything. I think by beating Baylor, we prove that we are ready. For the Big 12, and I think the Big 12 is going to overpower, like not overpower, but like overshadow most of what we do this year, unless we have like an amazing year. Going into the Big 12 is really what we're all going to be talking about. How do we spend this last year in Independence? How do we prep for the Big 12? So if we beat Baylor in a revenge game at home, we prove we're ready. Well, part of what we're going to do in this last year of Independence hmm. is make awful T-shirts. Also true. <laughs> the game day shirt. Great stuff. Hopefully we end those with independence. Yeah. The most important game for me on the schedule is the Notre Dame game. Mm. Why? Because I freaking hate Notre Dame. They owed us a game in Provo, and they never came. And then they convinced us to go play the Shamrock Series game to replace the at Provo game. And it's considered an away game for us, so we're not even getting a full ticket allotment. Because tickets are being sold right now. Trash. They are not being sold to the public. But the game is included in Notre Dame's season ticket package. Oh, that's terrible. So, they're basically waiting for Notre Dame season ticket holders to fill it all up so that they can then resell it. I don't know. It's, it's disgusting. I hate Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a classless institution, and I hope they all die. Except for Rudy. Therefore, most important game, take down the Fighting Irish. All right. I've got Notre Dame as well. Because I feel like, I mean, it's obviously supposed to be a really big game. Two good teams. And at the same time, I think having it be later in the season makes it more important yeah. for mm-hmm. me. Yes. Because Baylor is our second game. That's true. Oregon's our third game. If we lose those, we've got plenty of weeks to come know, back, pick up some big wins and recover. But Notre Dame is, you know, right kind of halfway through the season. And it's one of our last chances to get a good statement win. That's a good point. So good I point. think Notre Dame might be our most important game this season. All right. Fair enough. So what do you guys think will be the loudest game this season? For my loudest game, I have Utah State. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Little brothers coming to town. <laughs> we all know uh, how it went last time we traveled there. Didn't someone throw like a burrito or something? The student section was throwing burritos the at, the, student, at the team. The yeah. student section is always raucous. BYU Utah fans State. and Utah State fans often do not get along. <laughs> and I think the rock will be loud. Oh, for yes. For this game. Sweet. Oh, yes. 
For me, the loudest game this year will be the Baylor game. Mm. My guess is that Baylor Baylor will be in the preseason rankings. We will also be in the preseason rankings. They play a nobody week one. We play USF week one. We should both be 1-0 going into the game, and it will be at the beginning of the season when there is still a lot of excitement and when all of the, like, like half-and-half football fans are kind of coming out of the cracks because they lose interest by midseason. But the stadium will be packed. It will be rocking. I think week two versus Baylor will be the loudest game of the season. I I see where you're coming from. Baylor is definitely going to be sold out. Definitely going to be one of the loudest games. But I ultimately fall with Daniel. I think it's going to be Utah State just because it's on a weekday night. It's Thursday night. Thursday right? night, yeah. It's going to be like the only thing going on. School night, though. School night. I, yeah. I swear, if the Rock doesn't point. show up for that, I... Throttle someone, um, but Utah State rivalry. We think Utah State is like the redheaded stepchild of yep. the Utah football schools, right? This is our last time to prove it. I'm going to be honest with you. I will be cheering for Utah State in this game. What? Because I am so pissed off that BYU canceled the schedule, canceled mm. the series of Utah State, that I want Utah State to win. To prove it to our administration that we need to schedule them for for more. Blasphemy, Jared. Blasphemy. But that's an interesting point. I I do think that game is going to be crazy loud. Like Dan said, Mm. we hate Utah State. They hate us. It's going to be absolutely sold out. I think there's going to be a lot of Utah State fans there as well, which will add um, to a few to the fire. Exactly. Utah State was also really good last year, and so if they can win a couple games early, yeah. You know, maybe they win at Tuscaloosa. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> Tuscaloosa, did you say? I'm just saying, Dan, you're saying they're going to add fuel to the fire. That fuel yes. is probably going to be methane from all the cow farts that they're bringing in. Maybe some buffalo chips, <laughs> you know? Could be. Could be. Organic. All right, our next one is the biggest blowout versus a school that's had its name for longer than six months. Sorry, Utah Tech. So Man, not Utah Tech. My biggest blowout, I'm saying, is Wyoming. Mm, Why? Sorry, this might be an NSFW (laughs) comment right here. Wyoming, pee-pee-poo-poo colors, remember? That's true. Biggest blowout? What does a baby do when it crashes his pants? That's a massive blowout, baby. So the pee-pee-poo-poo school is getting blown out right down the toilet by BYU. Biggest blowout of the season. I want to agree with you just for that sole reason. (laughs) <coughs> Foolproof. Sorry, that's just hilarious. Um, biggest blah, I got you, I got you. Uh, I'm going Liberty, because Liberty literally, they sucked last year, and they had Malik Willis, who's like one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. Mm. Without him, they are nothing. Their coach likes to hire strippers for recruits. Wow. They have an extra conservative honor code. BYU's going to show More conservative them, than BYU's? Which I didn't think was possible. Well, it's crazy. It's, it's true. Um, but yeah, we're going to go to Liberty, absolutely trounce them on the road. Trounce them in the conservative university off. (laughs) Um, I also had Wyoming. I can't say I had the same thought process as Justin. (laughs) I think Wyoming is just bad, um, and we'll beat them by a lot. But yeah, that should be one to keep an eye on. Okay. I agree. Fair enough. Well, biggest blowout, we've already talked about that. How about just lots of points on the board? Mm. When What will be the highest scoring game of the season? Uh, I'm going Arkansas here. 
Now, hear me out. Arkansas, you do not think points points when you think of Arkansas, right? You think of very physical, running the football, lots of like RPO, quarterback run, KJ yep. Jefferson. <clears throat> but BYU is going to have a good offense this year. I promise you it will be good. Chris Brooks, I think, is going to be a lot better than people are thinking. We're going to be – It's going to, we're going to have a good offense. What happened when Arkansas met up with a really good offense last year in the Ole Miss game? Mm. 51-52. Sheesh. They scored like six touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I can see that same kind of thing happening in promo on October 15th. Points, points, points. Take the over. Points, points, points. Um, I'm going with Oregon. 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 You heard me. Oregon. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a barn burner. Ooh. Lots of points here, lots of speed, lots of offense. That's true. That's true. Um, it'll be fun. It's fast uniforms, too. Both, oh, both of us have fast really turf. quick uniforms. Yes. Fast turf. This should be a high-scoring game, I think. My one caveat with that. Mm-hmm. Does eat. Does the name Bo Nix mean anything to you? Does that does yeah, that change your opinion? Bo Nix means either sixty points or six points. Mm. Mm. Although I guess if Dan's going for total points, he's safe either High way. Scoring game because Bo Nix can either score a ton of points for himself or for the other team. That's either true. Six touchdowns or six interceptions. He's just like yeah. Jason Tatum. Either way, <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That's good. I like the pick. Good pick. I am going to have to agree with Jared on this one. I'm going with Arkansas. Why? Because I think K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas's quarterback, is a legitimate dude. He's good. That, He's a dude. He is not just a guy. He's a dude. Ooh. K.J. Jefferson is good. I think it will be similar to when Virginia came into Lavelle Edwards Stadium oh, last year. Mm. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be K.J. Jefferson's legs versus, hopefully, a healthy Jaron Hall's legs. Ooh, so. I like that. That's, that's good. Next up, we got the trap game. Now, this is good. We each have different trap games listed. So I like this. We get a little bit of a debate here. Dan, who are you going with for the trap game of the season? I'm going with our old friends, Boise State. Uh, You ever heard of 2021 BYU football season? Talk about a trap game. Oh, no. (laughs) Derailed our whole year, our Our NY6 hopes. Um... And look, look who it is. We played them again this year. Oh, no. At Boise State. At, at Boise. Boise State on the Smurf turf. Albertson, Albertson Stadium. Stadium. <laughs> the iconic Coliseum of the West, <laughs> some people say. Uh, yeah, some mecca. people say. The mecca of college football. The mecca of, of grocery store themed stadium. yeah. stadiums. Of rednecks uh, in Boise. Everywhere. Yeah. I'm a little worried about that one. It's also the last... Of our 10-game stretch without a bye. So that's like... Ouch. That's risque. Yeah. That is risque. For me, I'm going with East Carolina. Now, this might come as a surprise to a lot of people. East Carolina isn't known as a great school. But East Carolina will be decent this year. Okay? I'm telling you, they absolutely will be decent. They're not projected to win a ton of games. They're projected currently to win six and a half. Okay. But they are a bowl team. They will be good. They went 7-5 last year. That's really good. They will Mm -hmm. come into Provo wanting to win and knock off a ranked BYU at that point. So watch out there. Yeah. 
their only losses last year were to P5 teams, South Carolina, UCF, Houston, and Cincy, and App State. So yeah, those, those are good losses. BYU's not a P5 team, so yeah, I'm just, could be not trouble. Yet. They could beat us. Um, I I'm kind of going twofold. I originally put Utah State just because it's a Thursday weeknight. Last yeah. time we're playing them, That's you know, a recipe for disaster. <laughs> recipe for disaster with Notre Dame coming the next week, you know. But I almost want to say USF, and I think I'm going to go with USF on this mm. one. Huh. I think USF is going to be a lot better than people think. Sure. I uh, Gary Bohannon or Jerry Bohannon? Gary, Jerry, Jerry, Gary. Yeah, good you, good Gary. They're only projected to win four games this season, which I would take the over on. But I think with BYU always coming out of the gate slow, mm. we're, we're never coming out of the gate fast. Like in the Arizona game, Arizona game. that was horrible. Case in point. We should have won by 50. I think that's going to be a little bit scary. It's like almost the exact same time as the last time we played there, which we lost. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with USF. And who was the quarterback when we lost? <laughs> oh. And did he stay healthy? No. Stop, Justin. Stop. Let's <laughs> move on. For All right, let's move on. All right, let's move on to the closest game. Okay. So the we talked about game. the trap game. We talked about the biggest blowout. We talked about the highest scoring. What's going to be the closest game? I'm going with Arkansas because, like I said, I think it's going to be a lot like the Virginia game last year. I think it's going to be a shootout back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I think this will be a game decided by less than a field goal. Wow. Wow, that's that's very close. Uh, I don't know if my game will be that close, but one score for sure. I'm going Boise State. Boise State? Kind of for the same reason Dan was saying. It's at Boise, the mecca of the West. Um, the mecca of grocery store-themed Football stadiums of the West. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. I don't think there's another like it. I, in fact, I don't think there's another period. Um, <laughs> but they're the last of a ten-game streak. Yeah. Obviously, we are going to be a better team than they are. I think. Right. I think we can safely assume that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would yeah. say so. But I do think we're going to have some injuries at key positions moving into that game. Mm. It'll will be like limping into our bye week by then. I think it's going to be really close. I've got Norta Dame. For my Ooh. closest game. Okay. I think this is going to be an exciting one. A close one. Um, Notre Dame is supposed to be good. <laughs> saying that in quotes for you listeners. Been saying it for the last 15 good. years. I don't know if, how good they'll actually be. But they usually don't get blown out true. when they're not good. Yeah. They do take losses, but not by a lot of points. That's true. I think we beat them in a close game. Alright. Alright. The next one on our little superlatives. Superlative list. Super relative. The biggest away crowd. Now, I am going to go Stanford on this one. Okay. And I not know a bad pick. You, it does not pop to mind, I think right? that's a bad pick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Stanford, I think they have expectations to be better than people think. So I think it'll be a little more competitive, right? Okay. They might be like a five and six team, right? Might be fighting for eligibility. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, here's the biggest thing. One, it's in like California. Yeah. Tons oh, of BYU fans. BYU fans. That's for California. sure. California. Two, no one comes to Stanford games. Literally no one. When they beat Oregon, there were like 15 people in the stands, and they were all blackout drunk. Yep. Okay. Yeah. There will be lots of room, lots of dirt cheap tickets for BYU fans to find. And thirdly, Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, yeah. BYU fans will love 
to make the trip to San Francisco for Thanksgiving, go to the BYU game. As a dad, that's like a dream come true. So that's why I'm going with Stanford. Fair enough. For members, church membership on the West, I gotta go with Oregon. Okay. I think Oregon is a good game. I think it'll be a you know both teams will be ranked, assuming Oregon doesn't just get absolutely bedangle fugled by bedangle fugled by Georgia. I think it's gonna be a beautiful trip. Oregon is such a beautiful state. I'm sure many people will be willing to make that trip. I mean, Jared and I are making that yep, trip, we'll so be mm-hmm. we'll be there. I think it'll be a pretty big away crowd. Uh, I'm with Justin here. I'm going with Oregon. Oregon. Um, their stadium is bigger than Stanford Stadium. That's uh, true. Which I think is something Very to true. consider. I just take that into account. That's <laughs> awesome. That's something to consider. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> the maximum is higher. <laughs> but I also think you know their fan base is a little more involved. It should be a big matchup between you know a good a good. This will be a good opportunity for Oregon. This game. Which is something, you know, it's kind of nice to say as a BYU fan. That, yeah. You know, other teams will view us as a good game for right. their resume. Um, but, yeah, I'm going with Oregon here. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a good pick. That's a pretty good game. Um, the next one is called The Clincher. Now, a little bit of context. This is the game that will decide whether or not BYU goes to New Year's Six or uh, FlashInThePan.com Bowl played on the first weekend in December. <laughs> Second yeah. weekend in December. Uh, I think last year, that game, I think we can all agree, is Boise State, correct? Yeah. Like if we beat Boise State, we're going to New Year's Six Bowl, hands down. So this year, who is it going to be? I've got Notre Dame for this one. Notre Dame. Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Um, here's the thing. I think... I mean, this is not entirely related. I think we go ten and two. Ooh, okay, ten and two. In the regular season. Okie dokie. But those two losses have to be at the perfect time for us to make a New Year six. Okay. And I think if Notre Dame is one of those losses, it might make it impossible to make a Ooh, New Year six. Okay. One of the early games, Baylor Oregon, we can lose no problem. Right, you got ten games because you up. got plenty of games. And one of the games that you can make up another bad loss is Notre Dame. That would completely erase. So the if, loss. if we yeah. win that one, and we don't have you know more than one like bad loss or more than one loss, I, guess <laughs> I should say, I think that will strengthen our resume more than any loss would hurt our resume. And so, I think that's the clencher. <laughs> The clencher? <laughs> the clencher. <laughs> the clencher. I'm going to have to go with Boise State on this one. Mm. I think in the stretch of Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, and Arkansas, I think we will go 3-1 and one in that stretch. Wow. Hopefully 4-0. Oh. But I think we will win three of those four games. Now, Boise State. We always struggle with Boise State, especially at Boise. They yes. will not be a ranked team this year. They are not as good as they okay. have been in the past. But we have struggled there at Boise. That would be a G5 loss if we were in the mix. And after that, we have a bye week, Utah Tech, and at Stanford. So You're not no making it up. key yeah. game. There's mm-hmm. no way to make up a loss at Boise State. So that's why Boise State is my trap game. Or, sorry, my clencher. <laughs> Your clencher. My clencher. clencher. I, I'm going Notre Dame. Kind of same reasoning as Dan. Just because I think a win against Notre Dame would do more for you than a loss to... 
maybe a Boise State or an Oregon or Baylor would do for you because <clears throat> at least CFP committee, right? They're super like pompous and we're so great. And I think <laughs> yes, they look at Notre Dame as one of them. You know, yeah, they look they at Notre, they love Notre Dame. I don't get it. Notre Dame has never been that good, right? They've been upper echelon, but they've never been like super good. And I think if we beat Notre Dame, the pundits will see that and think, oh, hey, BYU's for real this year. And yeah. if, it's, if it's between us and another team with two losses or one loss, I think the Notre Dame win would give us that boost to get into a New Year's Six game. Yeah, Notre Dame's never been that good. Only 11 national titles in his history. It's mediocre. Yeah. At best. I'm going to do something that might be kind of taboo in the podcasting world. Oh. I'm going to say... Both of these games are both <laughs> very important. You can't to just both BYU's schedule. Um, yeah, if we lose Boise State, I think that does it. You know, in the wrong direction. But yes. if we beat Notre Dame, I think that does it for us. Fair enough. Right That's direction. true. Because like, there's a trade off. Justin was a great point that like, there's no way to make it up. That's that's yeah. the last thing the CFP committee is gonna look at. Like, when they see her. If we lose resume. that one, that one will be the clincher. Yes, it's a good take, Tim. I love it. And it's a good take by like not having a take. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. <laughs> Nuance. The Switzerland of the podcast. Damn. <laughs> um, biggest revenge game now. Now, we lost three games last year. We do not play UAB again. Thank goodness, because we would lose. <sighs> but we do play Boise State and Baylor. Mm-hmm. Who, or which game is the biggest revenge game? Frick you, Boise State. <laughs> I hate Boise State with every fiber of my being. Just because it was a rainy day and Lopini Katoa decided that he was going to carry the freaking ball like a loaf of bread walking Golly. home or something. I, I hate that blue field. Honestly, it's, it's an eyesore. It's not even that cool, Boise State. <laughs> it's not. It's Biggest bad. revenge game, Boise State. Good pick. I'm, I'm with you. 100% with you. I hate Boise State. I went to a Boise State game back in 2016 with my friend Trevor. Congrats, by the way, Trevor. Shout oh, out, Trevor. Yep. Shout Engaged. Out. Um... I hate Boise State. I've never been, like, so angry just at a group of people than when I'm sitting in that stadium and listening to tractor ads every media timeout. Yeah. I Yeah. I hate Boise State for what they did to us last year. I think they kept us out of a New Year's Six. Um, and I want to beat them again. Handily. You know what bugs me about Boise State? The number of... Boise State fans at BYU. Oh, my gosh. There's so many of them. Yes. Why? I don't know. It's so why, ridiculous. First of all, why are they a fan of Boise State? Second of yes. all, if they're a fan of Boise State, why are they at BYU? Third of all, if they're at BYU, why are they a fan of Boise State <laughs> if they're at BYU and have every excuse to choose a new, better better school. in every way? You could get in the Boise... It's not that you didn't get in the Boise State. No, Literally, like, not. a semi-intelligent bag of dirt could get into <laughs> Boise State. Their stadium is Albertson's Stadium. Oh, uh, rip Albertson's. Hey, Albertson's is kind of lit, though, on the West Albertson's Coast. in Utah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to go to them. shut down, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> my biggest revenge game this year is Baylor. Baylor! Okay. I think... As sad as I am to say it, Boise State will not be as much a part of our lives as a BYU fan going forward. Unfortunately, that's yeah. sad. Baylor, on the other hand, will be playing them most every year. Good, Good point, then. Yeah, we point. lost yeah. to them last year by a lot. 
we don't want to go down 2-0 to them in the first two years. <laughs> no, we don't. So I think we'll have this one circled on our calendars, as if you will. Yes. I, and the players will want this one. I, I think that's really good going into the Big 12, like you said, because that almost creates that little rivalry. Yeah. Kind of. If we can even the series here, Yeah. that'll make future games that much more enticing. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Justin's st- still caught up in Boise State. I'm still State. caught up in Boise State. Okay, our last superlative that we're going to talk about here for the BYU football season. What will be the best uniform matchup? Okay. I, this one is kind of a cop-out, okay? I'm going to say Oregon, just because Oregon always has the best uniforms in college football. Now, if... University of South Florida were to do their slime green against BYU. And that would be gorgeous. And we did like a color rush royal? Yes. Royal versus like eyesore chemical green. But I don't think USF is going to do that because they really only pull that out for their end of the war on I-4 game against UCF. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to happen. But if it did, I would go that one. Um, yeah, I did have my eye on USF. They do have some spunky uniforms. That's a good spunky word. is a good they word. Have yeah. Some spunky uniforms, but I think as far as the two best uniforms in the same game, I think it'll be Oregon. I don't know what Oregon will be wearing. <laughs> I I do expect them to do something, you know, good. They won't. It won't be their most boring game of the season because it's such a big game right, right. for both teams. For sure. I think they'll bring out something pretty tasty. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to disagree with you guys on this one. No. I think they're saving their tasty pre, like, pre-conference like pre uniforms for Oregon, who they, or sorry, for Georgia, Georgia. who Georgia. they play right okay. before us. Okay. I'm going to have to go with Notre Dame because they always pull out Ooh. a beautiful jersey for their Shamrock Series game, and we're going to pull mm. out a beautiful jersey to counteract it. And that's kind of yeah. be like the classic factor. That'll be right? a little more classic. Yeah. yeah. I think one that's going to get the white hairs going is the Wyoming game. Yeah. Mm. BYU is going to wear like some cream helmet with, a, with like a purple navy jersey. With a bib. <laughs> with a bib. bib. And then just like the white pants for that game. Purple and then navy. Wyoming's going to wear like their yellow pants and their white and brown. Yeah, their pee pee poo poo. And then all the white hairs that remember the Mountain West days will be like, oh, it's like the old days. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's like the whack. <laughs> um, another good one that just popped to head. Honorable Boise, mention. Boise State, honorable mention. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as long as they don't go all going. royal, which should be illegal, by the way. Yeah. All royal on the royal turf? No, not fair. Yeah, not fair at all. But I th- they have some really cool uniforms, and BYU could, you know, if they do the white and black one again, Boise State all Ooh. black, BYU all white, I think that could look pretty good. That would be I pretty think that cool. look pretty good. Yeah. I think that covers our superlatives, guys. Yeah. Good stuff. Let us know what you guys think, all y'all listeners out there. Yeah. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram and Twitter, at Loyal2RoyalPod. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We enjoyed hanging out with you today, and we hope you did too. If you did, make sure you share the episode with your friends, download it, and leave a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
If you listen this far into the episode, comment smorgasbord on our latest Instagram post. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Goodbye now. <laughs>